you're listening to The Geek Awakens with Mitch, Matt, Tabitha, and Lydia. Hey everybody, uh, Mitch here, and I have a uh, another edition of the Artist Alley Spotlight. I am joined by uh, comic book writer uh, Anthony Stokes. Anthony, how's it going today? I'm doing good, man. The campaign is uh, funded, and nightmare's almost over. We got 11 days left. Well, right. you know, <laughs> at the time of recording, we have 11 days left. Right, right. And that's got to be a good feeling to like already have it done and over with, and now you're just kind of smooth sailing. Yeah, and the way I the way I do it is I I actually make the book ahead of time, um. So the book is already completed. I actually have a little proof right here. So nice, you know. nice. That looks so cool. So yeah, and we're talking about Tapper Die Number One. It's on Kickstarter right now. Um, like I said, we're we're in the tail end of this campaign. So what is this comic book about? Absolutely. So it's about a guy. He's a super talented wrestler. Wanted to be a wrestler his entire life. He butts heads with the legacy wrestlers. The commissioner uh, screws him over to protect the legacy wrestlers, and then he gets revenge, um, like vowing to burn the league down to the ground, essentially. Nice. Already, like, I am here for this. So um, I was looking at a couple other interviews, and you, you've said before that this is a pretty personal story for you. Uh, do yes. you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so in my in my career, it, well, essentially what's happened, what I was experiencing. Do you follow me on Twitter? Yes. So, you know, you, you know, what's yeah. up. like I'm kind <laughs> of I'm kind of an ass. I, 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 when, when I thought about making indie comics, I thought everybody would be like rock stars, basically. Like I thought everybody would be like brash and arrogant. And that's that's not the, the temperament of indie comic Twitter, you know, and that's fine. A hundred percent. You know, this is this is hard. This is harder than I thought it would be when I joined in. But I kind of internalized what I'd want to see out of a creator um, and being kind of arrogant and being kind of brash, being like, hey, I'm new, but, you know, I'm, I'm good at what I do and trying to trying to buck the system. But the system don't want to be bucked, you know. So I, I had a lot of I, I deal with a lot of gatekeepers, specifically towards the end of last year and the beginning of this year, which is when I started writing Tap or Die. I, I think I wrote Tap or Die like, yeah, probably in probably in February. And it was, this is, that's essentially what this is about. You know, it's about like, I got to deal with a bunch of people that just been here for a long time. So they think that they can tell you what to do. They can talk to you a certain way, you know, and I, I'm perfectly fine with disagreeing with people, you know, but obviously there's situations where things go too far, you know, that's mm -hmm. what, that's what it, basically the backstory. Okay. So Going to various cons, uh, it's easy to see an overlap of comics and professional wrestling, which yes, on paper, you don't really think that those two things would mesh that well. So why do really? you think that I I it's like real life superheroes, basically? Yeah, you're right. I just I know that I've seen a lot of people who are comic book fans who kind of like scoff at professional wrestling and vice versa. But but you're right. I mean, they basically are kind of like real life superheroes. I think the thing that makes somebody a nerd, it was a, a rapper, Russ. I'm, I'm a big I'm a big rap fan. He was talking about how if you watch Game of Thrones season one, right? Like, let's say there's only one season. It's hard to become. Let's let's say there's three episodes or something. It's hard to become fanatical about it. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you catch an episode of season four or something, 
Now you have four seasons to catch up. There's like a mass of information that you consume. And I think that's ultimately what makes somebody a nerd is that they're passionate about something enough to learn the in, in, in I'm so tired in, intricacies of it, like the little stuff. They know the, the nitty gritty. And we look at wrestling. Wrestling has a lot of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? There, I think there's a crossover between just sports in general. Like I think there, when you look at the analyst for football for basketball they're nerds <laughs> you know like they're 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 analyst guys and then it's it's a big it's a big cultural kind of clash because hey you didn't play football you know you didn't play, which goes back to the, the gatekeeping point but you didn't play you didn't play baseball you didn't play uh, i was watching a clip about moneyball the other day <laughs> it's the same thing so i think i think it's just having that massive amounts of information that you can dive into is what makes somebody a nerd. Yeah. That's what I think. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, and that, that reminded me of like this comic or, or something that I saw forever ago where like, you know, it compared like sports fans to, you know, like wearing like their jerseys to a game or whatever, comparing that to cosplaying. And yeah, you know, that just, that just always puts a smile. It on my is, face. man. <laughs> it is. And I, you know what they got to know? Cause I'm a big sports fan and I'm glad that I got to do a sports series. I'm I, like, so that's nice. But also what, what annoys me is when you'll talk about, like I used to, I used people would be like, yo, fancy football is just D and D. You know, I'm like, I play D and D. I play face football. They are nothing alike. <laughs> they, they are so far apart. I don't know who said that. And then I, so I hate when like people don't let people like. I'll be like, yo, who wants to do fancy football? And somebody will be like, oh, is that like football with orcs and goblins? I was like, oh my god, <laughs> stop it. Let me enjoy my stupid football, please. Although that said, like I would 100% play that kind of fantasy football. Yeah, just yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a, a I guess a football D and D. Yeah, that'd be cool yeah. for sure. But that's not. It, let's be clear. That'd be a completely separate thing for Absolutely. sure. It'd be an entirely separate thing. Absolutely. So going back to Tap or Die, uh, you've got yeah. some Easter eggs in the books uh, for wrestling fans. Uh, any that you'd like to tease here? I'm I'm gonna let the people kind of like I'm gonna let I'm gonna let the people kind of witness it because you know what. If you reference something and you're not spot on, then somebody can critique you. But if it's just like a little subtle thing in the background, you know, you can kind of get away. You can duck that criticism. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's that's actually a really smart play. Yeah. <laughs> I've done um, this dance before. <laughs> so how would you sell this comic to someone who's not really into wrestling? I would say that it's it's really it's really character focused. Like the wrestling is just a plot device, you know, like that is the mechanism uh, that's the arena in which in which he fights back. Like Moneyball isn't really a baseball movie. And, and it's it's actually got a lot of parallels to Moneyball. Now that I think about it. That's what I would say. Like, it's still about the characters. It's still about the themes and the, and the tone and stuff like that. It just so happens that they are wrestling. And I, I would say that, like, I'm going to I'm going to do the math real quick. I think like something like 75 percent of this comic book doesn't even take place in a wrestling ring. Oh, wow probably 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 more than that to be honest like i can think of six or seven pages offhand that that, that happens in a wrestling ring so it, and, it, and i think that's also and i think it's also cool about wrestling itself i think that's i think that's also true about the sport like wwe you know like it is so much about the politics outside the ring as as much as what's happening inside the ring 
So I'm probably going to catch you off guard a little bit on this one, but um, just just for fun, though, if you were okay. a wrestler, what would your entrance theme be? Oh, man. See, just the ones you got to ask ahead of time. <laughs> we can come a, back to it. Good one. We can come back to it. Oh, man. Oh, my God. It's a schoolboy Q song. OK. It's called Num Num Juice. I'm sorry. It's called Num Num Juice. It's an amazing song. And, and you got you got my mind going. It's an incredible song. It's got an infectious hook. It's like very braggadocious. It's 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 a banger. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will definitely check it out after this interview. Yeah, yeah definitely do that. <laughs> so this comic is in black and white. And you know, yes. looking at the preview pages that you have on your Kickstarter, it totally works. Uh, yeah. Why did you choose to go that route? Um. Let's let's talk about the the non-cynical part and then let's go to the cynical part. One, I think with I, this comic is brutal. It's supposed to be raw and brutal and it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like it, it, that's the first part, right? Two, it's it's inspired by manga. There's a lot of moments where it's it's like Berserk was a big influence. There's a part where he punches somebody's and his eyes wide. It happens twice. And that's like like very much a berserk moment. I I manga's popping right now. There are a lot of series that are black and white. Like uh, Death in New York, one of the most popular indie series right now. It's black and white. Um, I think it plays into nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the cynical things. It's cheaper and it's faster. <laughs> I don't have to pay a colorist. <laughs> I can I can make the book faster. Yeah. So at this point in my career, um, I'm doing a bunch of like. Did you have you read any of my previous stuff? Um, a couple, yeah. Like you, so you know, it's kind of like horror, kind of cerebral mm-hmm. horror yeah, stuff, yeah. and it's like that stuff is not an easy sell. And so this was like kind of an in between something so broad, and but it's something in the middle where it has like brand recognition, it has like nostalgia, but it's also has the same attention to like character and um almost almost more so than my than my first series. I would definitely say like I think the character. With it being wrestling, I'm thinking more about character design. I'm thinking more about like action and stuff like that. So it was it was a thing of like, I need this. This is going to keep the lights on, basically. You know, I was like, like that was the thought process. Nice. So this is issue one. Um, yes. How much of the story for Tapper Die do you have planned out? It's like I have I have cliff notes of the beats I want to hit, like the major the major character beats. But for me, mo- most so most of my series, I, I like to do everything in it because the last thing I want is to like I, I, I didn't know I'd be doing so many series. This is my I'm working on eight. I started eight series like in the last two and a half years. Crazy. Wow. Wow. It's a lot. <laughs> so I thankful for it. I try to have everything planned out. Right. Like that's the key to like keeping things organized like that. So I like to have by the time I start with like Decay, my first series, the first issues drawn, the the scripts are done. So like you can do foreshadowing, same with Juice Thoughts, my second series. So this was a new in that this came fast. Like I think I, I think I wrote, I might have looked, but I'm pretty sure I wrote this script in like February. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and we got we got it banged out in, in like three, four months. So I didn't have time. One, I didn't have time to plan it out intricately, right? And I didn't know what the appeal was going to be, you know, like how much, what is, how does my core fan base feel about this? Are they, are they seeing the elements from the previous series or is that the stuff that like the character stuff? How's the new audience feel about it? it? Does it, does it find a new audience? Do they like the action? Do they like the, the sex appeal? So I didn't, I kind of want to kind of figure out, I want to figure out what the series was 
first before. And then I'll have a good idea of what to emphasize once reception for one comes out. Nice. So let's talk about stress goals for this book. Um, A few have already been unlocked. And as of this interview, you are just shy of unlocking a reveal for the cover for issue two, which I just think that's just that's just really fun for me. Uh, So what other stretch goals do you have? We have um, I'm going to add a sticker to physical copy and then it was going to be a live stream. Um, a metal cover. We don't like a metal cover. We'll see about the metal cover one because it's a little late in the campaign. Mm-hmm. And then we also added the script itself. So you can see the beginning. You, you get, you know, you get the entire process. So that okay. was going to be that one. We already unlocked. Nice. Nice. So like we've talked about Tapper die, it's already funded and it's your sixth uh, successfully funded Kickstarter. Uh, what yes, advice, <laughs> what advice do you have for new creators who try to get their projects backed? Try to get it back. I think like the thing is interior art is the most important thing. I think like your interior can always be better. And that's something that I, that's like my motto right now is you can always, cause you think you get complacent. That's ultimately what's going to sell your idea to random people. Mm-hmm. I think make a clear product and, and really explain what people are going to do back a bunch of campaigns because if you have single digit campaigns, right. And let's assume that's your only account. That means you haven't even backed 10 Kickstarters. So you don't even know how a campaign is run. Really. You don't know how to do updates. You don't know what about how to communicate delays. You don't know, you know, you don't know how to communicate like, okay, this project's coming out next, next year. You don't even know. You may not know how, like, Oh, what's the packaging like when we get these when you get these books? So it's like, and then on the flips, there are some people that will not back if they see you don't have those, you know, for for not helping, you know, you're not helping the community. I think it's more so of like, you don't know how to run a Kickstarter. And, and it's unfortunate with a lot of times you will see a person come out of nowhere with a huge campaign and they have a lot of ba- they have a lot of pledges or visa V, you know, visa V, oh my God, vice versa. <laughs> They put out a campaign that's not good in terms of organization, communicating ideas, interiors, and it, it doesn't get funded. So um, definitely you want to definitely get back and you want to you want to be a study. Like I wanted to I think I studied Kickstarter for like six months. Um, and before I started making comics, I would be on Kickstarter every day just looking like what's OK, what's popping, what's what's doing well, what's not. I would look at a thumbnail mm-hmm. and try to guess the total. Of, of what it would make, what it would. What, so th- I think you need to be a, a student of the platform if, you, if you're going to try to do a Kickstarter. Yeah, that's really awesome advice and really like something that, you know, I would never really think about, you know, like, yeah, just doing like, you know, that intensive research and doing it for that long before you even launch your first one. I mean, here's the thing. Here's here's the kind of the, the hot water I get into is that there are people that think. They look at the comic book creation process as literally you're making the comic book. Mm -hmm. But as we know, it takes resources in order to get you need to get return on investment for 99 percent of creators. You need a return on investment to keep making the stuff. So you have to consider how to sell it. You have to consider that's part of the process, because if you can't sell it, you can't you can't make more. And And I point that out. I get a lot of hot water, but it's like, guys, it's not it's not fun. It wasn't fun going through and like getting to know the platform it's not but 
Um, it's just something you have to do. And, and, and it's unfortunate. A lot of people look at it like, oh, here now I have to start something that's antithetical to the to the, the, the combo making process. But it's not. It's 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 a part of it. And the creators that are really flourishing are the ones that understand that and are making a great product and, and knowing how to sell it. So last time we talked, uh, we also discussed how you're a screenwriter. Um, yes. Obviously, you know, the, the writer strike has been going on for months now. Yeah. Um, is there, you know, is there anything that you want to, you know, like to say to listeners about this strike? Like what, you know, like how it's affecting people's livelihood? I mean, yeah, you gotta, you gotta think like, this is the height of, I think a lot of people want to be writers. Mm-hmm. I think a considerable amount of people want to be writers. And if you think about it, this is like seen as the peak of the industry and they're not making, you know, little wages. That's a problem, you know, so it's definitely important. Yeah. So um, are there any other upcoming projects that you can tell us about? Yeah, no, for sure. So I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm self-publishing all this stuff. So I got it at K trade. Did we talk for intrusive thoughts? Um, I believe so. I think we talked about intrusive thoughts and decay, but I think it was for intrusive. Facts. So I got intrusive thoughts too coming out. So that's going to be a banger. Um, I have a decay sequel coming out. Um, decay trade is coming out. I have a manga coming out. It's, it's called, uh, I wish the gods were dead. It's a fan. It's another revenge story. Can't get enough of those. <laughs> um, I have a comedy that I, I, I don't want to talk too much about, but I'm really, cause I, I, I will like, I'm so excited about this. Cause I really like my goal is to like make like a great comic book. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, this might be a good, this might be the one. And then, so I'll talk to everybody about it and I'll be like, I'll be like, how do you know that? And it's like, you told me about this like two, three weeks ago. So I'm going to try to keep this one a little <laughs> bit under wraps better. Okay. Fair, like coy. <laughs> uh, you know, in, in general, you know, like, because you, you mentioned a bunch of different genres, like yeah. how, you know, like what's kind of like your thought process when you're, when you're starting a new project, like, you know, do you're like, you know, like, do you decide on a, a genre first or like what, you know, good what question. really sparks that idea? That is a really good question, man. I think for me really, and this is a problem I have, I think, and this is going to sound like corny, I think of the character stuff very first, mm-hmm. right? So for Tap or Die, well, okay, this one, it was a wrestling, it was a wrestling comic book. So somebody came to me with the idea of just a wrestling comic book, right? I mean, it had it had a few details that were here. It had Domino, it had Iris, and it had like a commissioner, but it, it was it was pretty thin, you know? Um, And then so then I injected the the whole gatekeepy, you know, stuff, I I enjoy the personal stuff, but let's say for, um, let's just say for intrusive thoughts, I was, I I mean, for intrusive thoughts, like I had like a character arc and I had like certain beats I wanted to hit. And then I think you just naturally find the genre. Um, it's hard to say, man, because I work on a lot of stuff and and a lot of this stuff comes out months after it's finished. Mm -hmm. But I would say, generally speaking, I come up with the premise last, I, I come up with the elevator pitch at the very last and it's something i'm trying to get better at you know as i stated coming up with the elevator pitch you know is is the way that you're gonna be able to sell it so it's important but i come with that last nice nice um so looking towards the uh the rest of the year do you have any plans to uh uh to be at any cons or anything like that 
boy. Uh, I had a con. I have a con every month through end of September. Oh, so, wow. yeah, man, I would have liked to have done more, actually, but it just didn't work out last year, man. I'm trying to think, bro. I might have done like eight, seven, eight, nine last year. And then so this year I was like, nah, I knew I knew what to look for. <laughs> I like, yeah, nah, y'all not getting my money again. So um, I have what's next? I have Fairfax, which is a small con. That's local. That's that's uh, I'm I'm in the Chesapeake, Virginia area. So um, so I'm like, that's like three hours away. That's that's more towards D.C. And then I have Baltimore Comic Con, which is the big one. I think that's one of the bigger cons on the East Coast. And I'm definitely gonna be in that one. That's gonna be my favorite. That's when all my comic book friends are gonna come out, and we're gonna have, we're gonna you know get drunk and uh, you know talk <laughs> comics, fight, argue, all kinds of stuff. Who who knew that comic book creators were such party animals? Do I mean? <laughs> and 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 that's the cool thing. That's the that's the fun part. In that kind of like, I found a group of people that, like I said, kind of embody what I thought what I would want to want to be, you know, and, and my comfortable career really took off when I met my, my group of friends. So, you know, it's nice. It's nice to see them. It's nice to, you know, build, build camaraderie and such. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So how can people find you online? At Stokes, the writer on Twitter. And then um, I'm on Kickstarter. Like you can search uh, Tap or Die Comic and find me. I'm, I'm And I'm on Instagram at Instagram.com forward slash Decay Comic. Nice, nice. Uh, so one more time, give us the details on Tap or Die and the Kickstarter. Absolutely. So it is, uh, once again, the URL, uh, well, not the URL, I'm not going to give that. <laughs> but if you search, <laughs> if you search Tap or Die Comic, the Kickstarter will come out. And it's about a guy who... Um, fights the gate fights against gatekeeping in his league and decides to burn his wrestling federation to the ground. Thanks. And when does the Kickstarter end? Ends on the 25th of ends on the 25th of July. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, so um, Anthony Stokes, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, like I've said, you know, like if you haven't checked out the, the Kickstarter, if you haven't checked out some of these pages for this book, do it. It will make you want to pledge it immediately. It looks so cool. Best of luck to you. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me. That's going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. It would be a shame if you didn't follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Geek Awakens Podcast or on Twitter at Geek Awakens. Theme music created and produced by E. Cannon Beats. Our logo was designed by Shay McCain. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. We're boldly gone. <laughs>